right in front of me. That's the sound of coffee beans. Sure is. Hello. Hello. And welcome to episode 38 of yes. the Raw Podcast. Um, I'm we, Paul. And I'm Dave. Yeah. Booyah. Yes, all of those <laughs> cool things that young people say. Yes. Well, we take our headphones off or Yeah, I think on? so. It's a bit like... Yeah. Yeah. Once I know where I am. I hear you much better now. I know I'm much, here. Much, much better. You're here. That's all that counts. That's it. So here we are. How's it going, man? Another episode. Yeah, we're back again. It's a lovely day, isn't it? It's, it's nice. But you know what? What? I was expecting there to be heat wave. There was a mini one. I thought. The weather's been great where I was. I'm, 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 I'm getting like annoyed at people going, there's a mini heat wave coming and it's a lot, it's day. It's yeah, one day. And know, you're like, that was, that was it? That was the heat wave? One day? Well, I don't know who said heat wave because I never heard heat wave, but I heard better weather is coming this week. And it did come. You have to say this week has been nice. It did. It's been quite dry, actually. We talk about the weather quite a lot in this podcast. Do we? You know well, that's that? an Irish thing, isn't it? We it always is. talk about the weather. Yeah. So, um, so it's a grand day for a wedding, isn't it? It's a grand day. You must be delighted with this bit of cloud, are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, just Do you not like in the sun when no, you get the no, sun? No, no, I didn't think so. No. I don't know why I picked up that. I, I don't know why we're doing it. I have my tea turk out for some reason. So what's the crack? What's been happening? Not much. Just you know, it's May. It's it's the summer's kind of starting again. Was May in the last podcast? The wet. I know, it's amazing. We normally have to say the next month. I know, here we but are. But like, here we are again. But uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. It's nice to be out shooting in the, you know, the weather where you can leave your jacket back at the, exactly. at the venue. Exactly. You have, a, you, have a, a, you have a, you don't need an undershirt. You don't need that t-shirt under the no. shirt. Just kind of go It's a great time of year, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah. Very nice. Everything's blooming again. Are you working this weekend? I am. I'm working on Saturday. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Are you shooting anywhere nice? Um... In Kilkenny, actually, not too far from here. How dare you? Sorry, dude. I mean, get out of my. Stay out of east side. Where about Um, Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet. Juliet. I was supposed to be shooting on Saturday in Mount Juliet. Were you? You're unbelievable. Guess you're not now. I was supposed to be shooting tomorrow in in Cork. Uh Guess you're not now. Um, yeah, so will we, will we tell people in case we, there's any new listeners, in case maybe some might, might be a new listener, and want to know what we're all about, Yeah, what we're here for, Yeah, why we're here in general? Yeah. Um, do you want to do that? Um, aye. We're very polite to each other. Uh, I, I mean, sure. Go on. Sure. I, I'd, I did it the last time. Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, I'm Dave. and I'm Paul. That's Paul over there. Hi. And uh, this is the Raw Podcast, where we just, um, we talk. We're, two, we're two wedding photographers. We are. And um, I guess we just talk about cameras and weddings cameras and technology and, and tech and, and everything whatever else kind of relates to Am I doing this or are you doing this now? See, this is what happens. Sorry. This is what happens. See, I was trying to echo the, you, like, see the polite back thing you. You know the way when rappers have a song and the one's going, yeah. Bleh, 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 uh, uh, bleh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, but you see, you see I was trying to be your ah. Uh. But you see what they're doing? They're waiting until there's the break. Oh, and then they go, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Okay, then start again. How, how about you start no, I'm gonna intro you again? No, I'm going to win you. No, no, seriously, like, let's, let's start it again. Why? If we just start it. Ah. Uh. I was okay. Oh, right, okay. So we we are two wedding photographers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on the podcast, we just talk about cameras, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. technology. Yo, yo. 
And uh, anything else that floats your boat? Word. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think we're a bit hyper because we've had loads of coffee and when that happens we tend to even earlier on we were walking that a little bit faster don't be bringing me into your hyperness <laughs> I'm fine I'm not interrupting anybody I've had a lot of sugar you have I've had a lot of sugar and that tends to make me a little bit um, a little bit hyper I did, yeah, oh, I I'm trying it. to do it at, uh, yeah, Man. and the place. weird thing is you see that little voice that you do mm-hmm. you'd never do it when you're not on the podcast never it's, it's, it's my saved, voice it's saved purely for the podcast aren't you lucky Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. so yeah, the last time we met, um, mm-hmm. I had a, my faulty computer, and since then I've had a faulty camera. So everything's kind of starting to fall apart. And then I, I broke my camera and my flash. Everything's just starting to fall apart, man. Everything I think in my should, life. I think you should probably think about a new career. <sighs> Thinking about it, I think you've you've shot enough, Dave. You know. You're not going to see anything new at this stage. Yeah. You're not, your creation levels have peaked and they're probably, on the let's decline. be honest, they're in decline. Probably on the decline. You know? You know. There's no, no longer do you have that, you know what, I'll try this. Nah, I've tried it. When's the last time you hopped out of bed for a wedding and ran down the stairs, <sighs> threw your bags in the car, forgot to change your shoes? Actually, the last, last <laughs> weekend, because I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm supposed to be left by now. Oh man, nothing worse than that feeling. Oh, that is the worst. Describe the feeling. Um, okay, you wake up, you immediately realise where you are, you're in bed, you grab your phone and look at it and go, Oh, it is Saturday. It is, I'm, I'm supposed to be. And then, and then there's this slight little bit of relief, which is, okay, it's not the time I'm supposed to be starting that. I still have a couple of hours to get there. And then you kind of go, okay, I need to get up again. And then you're just in that panic mode. Just but man, last week, right, last week, so I, I slept in. Mm-hmm. I jumped Very out of bed, honest. scrambled. I said to Dee, I'm supposed to be left, I'm supposed to be left. She goes, oh God, I thought you were just having a bit of a lie. And I go, no, I've got a wedding to shoot today. So she's trying to bundle me, you know, away at the front door, handling sure. things. Here's a, t- here's a coffee. <laughs> here's a camera. Here's a coffee, la, la, la. And I went out the door, get into the car, and I was driving down the road. Ah, I forgot my phone. I had to, rump, I had to turn the car around. Go back up to the house, look for my phone. Yeah. Because we couldn't do a day without our phone. Well, because I needed of all it to, the details. Yes, I needed it to you know where I was going. Uh-huh. So I um, scrambled around the house looking for the phone. I thought, it must be, in the, must, be in the, must be in my camera bag. Why would I put it in my camera bag? Ran up to the car, checked the camera bag. Right enough, the phone was there. But in searching through the camera bag, I realized, oh, I forgot that bag. So I needed to bring, I had to run nice. back inside. So it was fortuitous, really, that yeah, I forgot was my good. phone. Somebody's looking down on me there. Said, you know what I'm going to do? He's forgotten his camera bag. I'm going to make him late first of all. Silly thing, which is put his phone into (laughs) his other camera bag, and therefore he'll have to look in the boot and see that oh, it's not there. Yeah. So whoever was looking down on you is like taking the piss out of you, basically. Well, they were. Well, what they should have done was they should have made me trip over the camera bag that I was going to forget, and then I would. Oh, it's my camera bag that I forgot. But would that same person not have made you late in the first place? Like. You know what I mean? If there's yeah, someone looking down... Should have woke me up. Why didn't they just wake you up? Wake me up. Could have solved all you know, the problems. You know, I'll, 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 I'll vibrate something here and make that just shake off the Make table. the babies cry or something. Make the babies cry. There you go. Not that you want someone to make your babies cry either. Like, I almost blocked that out. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, there you go. So um, it's it's kind of that, that time, isn't it? Where Like we well, were saying the last time, it's, it's wedding season. Well, that's Back. the answer. That's the answer. Back. That's the last time I jumped out of bed to go to a wedding. Saturday. 
It's great. I'm going to be more relaxed this weekend coming. You're going to get up on time. I'm going to. I'm going I've to got your new flash. Yeah, you're going to have to be really like kind of just slow and methodical about the mm. whole process. So anyway, my X100 broke. Yeah. And um, it was really random uh, fault as well. So when I, when I hold the camera up to my eye, when the EVF is activated, it normally closes a little kind of curtain mm -hmm. in the viewfinder that kind of blacks it out so that the EVF is viewable. Mm -hmm. do, you know, do you understand what I mean? I do. So that little curtain was not, was not closing, which right. meant that the EVF was being displayed in front of glass. So it was like projecting like a projector, like a movie projector like onto a glass pane. You couldn't really see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, unless you put something black behind it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that was weird. Ah. Um, so yeah, I had to go off and get that replaced. So I've been given a loan of an X-Pro in the That's meantime. Cool. So I'm shooting with two X-Pros now. It's like the old days. It's nice. It's nice, actually. Did that give you a little bit of a, a jazz? You know the way new gear no, sometimes... No, not really. Not, not, not really, actually. I thought, I thought it might have done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it actually didn't. Do you know what was weird? What was weird? I had the two cameras set up exactly the same, right? Yeah. Exactly the same. And I was... downloaded the settings from one camera, stored them on the computer, and imported them to the other camera. So the cameras are set up identical. But they both took completely different shots? No, but they both looked different than the EVF. Really? The, one of the X-Pros, um, so they were both set to monochrome, monochrome G actually, to be precise, in Fuji, Fuji Film Simulation, and one was blue and one was pure black and white. Wow. That was weird. The newer or the older one? The one that I got from White's was bluer. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. I thought that was weird, because that was one of the things that used to annoy me about the X, shooting with an X-T2 and an X-Pro, that one was kind of slightly off, and I was like, oh, this is annoying. I wonder, is there a difference in the manufacture date or have they changed parts or something like that? It's very strange, man. Oh. I mean, it was, like, I wish I had the camera here now to show you. It was night, it's night and day. It's so really? plainly obvious. I even, like, took off the lenses on one and thought, maybe it's a lens thing. And there's no setting in it that has some sort of colour balance. No, I thought that. I thought that, but no, they're set up exactly the same. Very strange. So there you go. But uh, anyway, mm. that's my technical uh, mumbo-jumbo yeah, that's camera talk. There you go done for the for the for the week <laughs> two weeks we've what about we've just you, had, you um, what about you camera talk oh my camera talk is just limited to a, a, new, a small little new lens that i got that's about it i got a new 24 mil i wanted to get this there's a sony 24 1.4 and i got a 2.8 version which is a samyang that's not like smaller you know. little that's not like smaller you little lens to Why? get a 2.8 no it's not really but i wanted it more for like outdoorsy kind of stuff anyway because right. the summer was coming so I said okay I'd probably get away with that and then with the Sony because it goes it's ISO is clean at 8000 I kind of knew okay I'll get away with that and if I'm indoors I'll probably just use the 35 yeah do you know what I mean and then if I wanted to do the odd time you'll come you'll get a group shot maybe that you can't cover on your 35 so you need a 28 24 you just so step back so I said, well, you can't. I mean, like you're indoors or something, so you want to stick a flash on with the 24 and you're weighing a hack. But anyway, apart from that, I just wanted to try out the, that focal length for a while and see could I, you know, photograph a little bit different, maybe get a bit more into the, into the frame, like a bit more story into the mm. frame. Do you know that kind of way? So I said, I'll get this one, the 2.8, if I like it. And I want to go to the 1.4, then I can trade it in eventually, and, yeah. and I can I can do that, you know. So um, 
so yeah it's a lovely little lens it's really so light so so light mm. great it'd be a great little lens to stick on a sony for holidays or something because it would make the camera so small like mm. you know um like it's tiny it's like you don't even have it nearly it, it's you, you know if you have it in your hands it, it's a couple of grams it's not heavy. what lens do you wish you had um is there a lens out there that you kind of go I'd really like that lens, but I can't justify it. Yeah, I'd love the t- 135 1.8 Sony. It's only brand new G oh. Master, and it's supposed to be incredible. Oh. I'd like that, but more for novelty use, like for use of the odd portrait here and there, and maybe in a church or a ceremony mm. or whatever. But I can't. I couldn't justify it. It's some you have a 125 for the Canon, though, don't you? I have a 135 for the Canon. Oh, 135. Yeah, yeah, but the difference with that lens is, I think that lens was like 900 quid. Whereas the G Master version is like 1800 or something like that. Uh-huh. So, and it's not something you'd have on your camera a lot. So I couldn't justify it unless I was doing other types of shooting, maybe sports or some, yeah. something like that, you know. So um, that's a lens I'd like. What about you? Would you? Is there any lens you'd like? The only lens that I would kind of like would be, um, I think it's a, tw- I don't know what the aperture is, but it's a 27. It's probably a 27 2.8 on the mm. Fuji. But I just kind of go, it's a, it's a, sorry, it's a 27 mil equivalent, so I think it's an 18 mil. But I would like that because that's kind of like what, really you know, like, what, it's not, no, it's not that wide, 27 mil, so it's not, oh, it's not that not, wide. Did you not say it's 18? It's 18, but on the Fuji it's 27 Oh, I, sorry, sorry. So it's something like that. So that's but like a 24 now. It's like a phone, it's like what a phone would take, you yeah. know, that kind of nice, because so, sometimes I go, the 35 is nice. Um, but it's just that bit tighter. It's just that, no, it's that bit wider. Yeah. Okay. 35 millimeter, 27 millimeter. So 27 yes. millimeters is that bit wider. It's wider, yeah. Sorry, I was saying, but the 35 is just that, that bit tighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. I would just like, you know, so that's kind you know, of like you know when you pick up your phone, you know when you pick up your phone, you go, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. I can get this in, get that in. Yeah. You kind of go, that, that's kind of a, it's a nice focal it's length, It's a nice actually. focal length, yeah. But I think just it's, um, the, the aperture is just a bit too high for Fuji. Yeah, yeah, you the know, 2.8. 2.8, yeah. Yeah. I think. Because you, you were shooting with that zoom lens for a while. Do you ever miss that? Mm, not really, to be honest. That was a 2.8 as well, wasn't it? That was a 2.8, yeah. And it was like 80 into 40 or something? It was 18 to 55, I think. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, no, I don't really miss it, man. It was too heavy, yeah. you know what I mean? And it, it, was, it was grand on the X-H1, but having it on a, on a um, X-Pro is just too small, or too big. So... Um, yeah, there you go. Anyway, what's, what else is going on? 16 to 55, man. 16 to 55. I knew it was something like that. 16 to 55. Um, what else? You, know, you went off to a coffee morning with a lot of other photographers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Eric, friend of the pod, Eric Savo. Eric gets more mentions in this podcast than, I don't know what, more mentions than, than I don't know. Elaine Barker. Barker. Yeah, your wife. You know? Elaine Barker. Elaine Barker. Why would Elaine Barker get mentions? Well, I'm saying he gets more, more mentions than Elaine Barker. Yeah. Everyone does, though. Yeah, but I mean, he gets this more is mentions. the first time we've mentioned But why did Elaine pop into your head? I'm curious. Because she was this, at right? the breakfast and she was oh, right, sitting okay. down from us. So I was trying to think of somebody that was at the All breakfast. Right. Well, I was thinking of something more like, like, you know, than Nikon, for example. Like that is oh, something that would be sorry, that would make sense. Another photographer. No, no. Eric gets more mentions than Nikon. you know. Ah, exactly. That that's exactly what I'm talking about. Cameras. <laughs> sorry, Elaine. Um, okay. 
Um, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, Paul's wife is also called Elaine, just in case anyone is confused. Yeah. Right. So Especially how was Elaine the, Barker. How was, how was the coffee morning? Um, coffee morning was great, yeah. So Eric has this coffee morning maybe once a month, maybe, sometimes closer together, sometimes further apart. And it's just a meetup, a photographer meetup. If you're not from Ireland, you can come if you want, but it's, it's, it's a long Irish way. thing. Yeah, I'm sure other photographers around the, the world do it. Um, and uh, we just meet up and we chat and we have breakfast in a place called Avoca in Ashford. What do you chat about? And uh, we chat about different things, you know, just photography, life, how everybody's doing, uh, how they're enjoying the start of the season, that kind of thing. Actually, one thing that was kind of coming up was, um, you know, there was a mention of how, like, how many weddings is a good number to shoot every year. And two. two. For these guys? Yeah, two. Two. Yeah, leave a for us. Okay. Tick. <laughs> what was the answer? There wasn't How many weddings answer. can you well, shoot like, what, what's, I what's suppose a... the question is, uh, if it's coming from my brain then, how many weddings is a good number to shoot? How many weddings over the next five years per year is a good number to shoot? Like, creatively... I, financially it's different for everybody because me and you have different financial needs than you know someone who's 22 starting out with no kids and all that sort of stuff you know <clears throat> all right. and then somebody might have a studio so they might need to do different things as well but I suppose I suppose for a lot of people who are in the same situation who are shooting weddings as a primary source of income what's what's the right number to shoot per year that keeps you Financially okay, creatively in a good place, keeps you sane. But it's a combination, is it not, though? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. But it's a combination of how many... I think that's what people are trying to figure out. How many are you shooting at a certain price? That's the big question. That's the other thing, yeah. If you're shooting one wedding and you're getting a hundred grand for it, then you only need to shoot one wedding. Yeah. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? True. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. But I if suppose... you're shooting 70 weddings and you're only getting paid 100 quid for each of them, that's still not as much. No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I suppose it's a general question on what... what maybe the question is how many is too many then? Maybe, you know, how many per year can you do for five years in a row before you go, oh my God, I can't do any more weddings. I, I think, to, I I think so off. much of that depends on so many... On your character? Uh, well, or? just there's, there's, there's just the formula for that is far too massive because there's, so many, there's so many factors. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, far too many factors. Depends what stage you're at in your career, how much drive and enthusiasm you've got, how much you're getting paid, how far away are the weddings? Um, you know, are you shooting on your own or are you shooting with a partner? Yeah. Um, it's just so so many variables. Yeah. There's no right answer out there, really. What was the what was the overall thought or feeling? I don't think there was one. I think it just faded into breakfast talk. Ah, oh, that's boring. Yeah, but I think the question was interesting. That's why I brought it up. I think the question of where you are in your career and what's what's like you know when you start off your photography career. Mm. you probably take on a lot more than you really should be taking on because well, of your enthusiasm well, enthusiasm what, what, levels what do you mean by should well if Dave now could talk to Dave 10 years ago would you tell yourself to to find a better number would you, no. would you tell yourself anything no no I wouldn't change anything 
Okay. Well, I mean, well, I don't think that the numbers of weddings that I shot has any impact on what kind of photographer I am now. Do you know what I mean? I don't really think it would have mattered if I shot. Well, it certainly makes you better, right? I don't. Yeah, but that's the thing. So, I mean, I don't. I took on as many weddings as I possibly could, mm. if I'm honest with you. You know, and I, I never felt, I never felt really overworked because I was so enthusiastic. Yeah. By what I was doing, so I probably easily would have shot more. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I, have you I, ever felt? Have you? I find you, that confu- I find it a weird thought that people ask that question. Actually, if I'm honest yeah. with you, I find that all the people need to have some kind of like golden answer to that question. Like, how many should I be shooting? Well, it's up to you. But shoot as many as you want. Shoot maybe as that's as you the want. question they're asking. How many should I be shooting? Like, as many as you want. No, hold on. Not not necessarily that they're asking that actual question. Maybe what they're trying to find out is. Like, we've learnt along the way what's best for us financially and what we should be charging and how many we want to shoot before we... I think I'm still learning, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, but maybe when you're starting off and you don't have a clue of any of this, you know? Not that anyone was really starting off there, but in general, I think people in their first couple of years, it's hard to turn away work anyway, you know? Mm. Um, And you drive to the ends of the earth to do stuff, only to realise a few years down the road that, jeez... Driving from Kerry to Donegal is ridiculous for a wedding the next but that, day. But that, the problem you know, that there, so though, you do is, learn things that Yeah, way. but the problem there is not taking on the weddings. It's taking on the weddings in those locations. I mean, if you're based in, in Dublin and you're taking on a wedding in Kerry one day and a wedding in Donegal the next day, that is a huge mistake. Yeah, That's a massive mistake because something could happen... There's Kerry and Donegal and Dublin are all very far apart. Yes, anything could happen between those three locations, and if the, if it is to happen, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. if you're taking on a couple of back to backs and they're in the same county or neighbouring counties or whatever, then it's not too big a deal. You know, you'll you'll manage to find a way of getting there or something mm. like that. So, and also, you're not going to be anywhere near as tired. You're going to be able to get a decent night's sleep the night the night after a full day's wedding, and still get up first thing in the morning to start the next wedding. Mm. So, all those factors all playing into into that as well, you know. So, I don't really think there's. But maybe that's something you have to learn, though. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe when you when you do take a triple, you know, and you do learn after mm. a couple of years that jeez, I used to do that, and I'd I'd not do it now because. I've learned my lesson. It's tiring. It kills you. On the fourth day after doing three weddings, you're in bits. You know that yeah. kind of way. Well, I don't really think that many photographers, to be honest, really like doing triples. It's a really? lot of work. I don't think. I don't put it like this, man. I'm being totally honest now. I don't think I know of any photographer who loves doing three weddings in oh, a row. No, I'm not saying loves. Yeah, but people still do it. People do it, but the, it, but it's it's. I mean, people go to a nine to five office job five days a week. They don't necessarily love it either. You know, you do what you have to do sometimes. And if you kind of get an opportunity where a wedding comes along, you think, you know what, I'm going to be doing two weddings the day before, but, you know, or the two days before, but there's a really good one on Saturday. I'd love to shoot it. It sounds like it might be good fun. I'll do it. I'll be grand. Mm. And we've all been in that position. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, or we have a Thursday book and we have a Saturday book and a Friday comes along and you go, ah, you know what, I could probably manage it and I could do with the extra money. So I'll just take it on. But I don't think anybody goes, yes. This weekend, I'm shooting a triple. <laughs> you normally look at those weekends and go, oh, God, okay, I have to gear myself up for this. Yeah, Three yeah. weddings in a row. I've got oh, to make yeah. sure I'm well-rested. I know where I'm going, all that kind of stuff. There's just a bit more planning than just having one wedding on a Saturday. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? Of course, yeah, yeah, absolutely. When, absolutely. You, when you're looking at your calendar and you know you've only got one wedding that weekend, you're like, brilliant, nice easy weekend, you know? Yeah. Most, most times you do, I would say. I think I, I would now more than I would have when I was three years into this job. Of course, that's what I'm saying, because you you're, super, you're super enthusiastic. Yeah. You know, you're pumped. Mm. And you're, you're... So do you think then over time, like your enthusiasm obviously wanes a bit over time, not necessarily your enthusiasm for your clients or anything like that, but for the job itself of doing, you'd much rather a weekend of one wedding like, I know from my perspective, right, if I have one wedding on at a weekend, I'm much more uh, pumped for one wedding than I That's am for two weddings. That's what I'm just saying, yeah. 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 But I definitely don't, didn't feel that in the first maybe five years. That's because you've been doing the job for 10 you know? years. But that is like Aye, anything. But that's, but, when, but, that's oh, where I'm getting to, so I'm Aye. saying that... But the perfect think, number changes over time. Exactly, that's what I'm know? saying. There is no answer to this. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. There is, I don't know why people ask that question because there is, n- there is no answer to that question. Because maybe they don't understand that there's no answer to that question until they've gone through the experience of doing a year with a lot, doing a year well, with less, the and then going. But, um, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's still a valid question in some ways because the answer might not necessarily be a number, but it might be more advice on... Well, take on what you feel like and see how the year went for you and then examine what you've done that year and go, oh, I had a great year, I enjoyed it. Or, geez, th- those weeks were hard, I won't do that again, so maybe I should take on some less. Maybe it's not, all, like, it's not even just about a number. I suppose it's about the other side of things and how much time you might want off and how much time you need to recover from certain things and is how your enthusiasm is and then... Summer weddings are easier than winter weddings, you know? Yeah. So, are they all the answers? Yeah, I'm not sure. Is the answer more of a multiple, more of a discussion, I guess? I don't think there's an answer. I genuinely do not think there's an answer to the question. No, there's not a numerical answer, no. But I think there's advice that you can say. But I don't even know, like, I I, kind of think it's one of those things that, uh, like you were saying there, if you could go back and say say to yourself five or ten years ago here's what you should do mm. it wouldn't it, none of my advice would ever relate to the number of weddings i shot ever that wouldn't even enter my mind okay not in the slightest would it even be in the top 10 parts of pieces of advice i would give myself okay so which means that you're probably doing the number that you like to be doing is that what you're saying but i think that most photo- most wedding photographers take on what they can get if i'm honest with you i don't think anybody sits around going you know what that wedding in that fancy house and i'm going to get paid this much money nah it's grand i don't think and i think anybody who says otherwise is lying mm. If I'm honest with you, I don't think anybody says that. I think people take on what they can get because, let's face it, there's only so many weddings in a weekend. Yeah. There's only so many. Now, I think there's a lot of people who, and I, and, and, and I do this and you do this and several other, I mean, I think to be honest, the majority of people do do this. You charge what you feel that you, what you're worth, mm-hmm. right? Or at least you should be charging what you feel you're worth. Yeah. And that usually dictates the number of weddings you shoot a year. So if you are charging a certain number one year and you get 40 or 50 weddings and you kind of go right that's a good number i was able to do that no problem like oh man you've opened up a whole kind of worm kind of worms because there's there's there i listened to a podcast recently and there was two well-known wedding photographers on mm-hmm. it now they are 
very successful wedding photographers. I'm right. not going to say who they are, but they came out with one of the bullshittiest lines I've ever heard, which is like, oh my God, I don't know how we could, anybody can do more than 15 weddings a year. Come on, it's one day, <laughs> yeah, I know, one yeah. day, 15 times a year. You can't do one day, yeah. 15, one wedding day, 15 times a year. Mm -hmm. You need to catch yourself on. Big time. I could easily do 50 or 60 weddings a year, but it all depends on where they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I totally I can't, agree. I can't do 50. 15. In, I, can't, I can't do 50 in South, Southwest Cork a yeah. year, but I could do 10 in Southwest Cork a year, and I could do the other 40 somewhere else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think... Uh, I think uh, That's a strange uh, one, 15. I think, to be honest, a lot of people... Yeah, it's bullshit. But I think a lot of people kind of, you know, go, oh, I only want to shoot this many. That's, that's, that's usually because they know that if they shoot this much, they're going to be getting paid. It'll equate to that much money, mm -hmm. and that's fine, and I think that's your answer. Yeah. But because it depends on your circumstances. Exactly. It on your so lifestyle. I think, but I, but I do think that the majority of people will take on what they can get. Yeah. You know? And they probably do. Although I do think, and I have heard people who will say, I only want to do 30 weddings a year and that's my Well, that, in that case, they need, to, they need to charge the amount that is going to equate to 30 weddings a year. Yeah. Because you, the, it, you, you, you will be able to work that out because yeah. you'll just start getting far more rejections. When you start up in your pricing, if you, if you were shooting, if that person who says I only want to shoot 30 is currently shooting 40 or 50, bump your prices up and you'll soon see your numbers go down. Mm -hmm. Do you know? That's yes, the way it yeah. works. Sure. Of course. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. But I ah. No, it's not. I, I don't think this is a rant or anything. I'm just saying there is, uh, uh, you know, I have heard people saying, oh no, I, I only want to shoot 25 or 30 weddings or 40 weddings is my number every year so people uh -huh. know what their number is and but it might why, necessarily why are, be based on people financial to, why, reasons why do, why do people have to have these kind of weird like, I don't know I don't understand it why is that but what is that even? about like to I, me what is you know I what like that, to shoot 36 and a half but do you know what that says to me though you see somebody who says oh I only want to shoot 20 a year you mm. know what that says to me that says to me that you have another job and I just kind of I think it kind of reeks of I am um I don't know, I just... But maybe... I don't know, the song it just doesn't sit well with me about it, Paul, and I can't why? quite put my finger on it, but I think it kind of, it's like, you know, they're trying to set themselves out from being an, a, 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 a typical wedding photographer. I know for a fact that if I only pick up my camera 20 times a year from wedding to wedding, I'd be crap. I know it for a fact. Yeah. I know that if I'm picking up my camera every weekend... You know, forty times. Yeah. You know, and doing a bit of personal stuff in between. I'm far more at one with my camera and my creativity. Absolutely. Now, other people might be totally different. So, I, you know, that could be a total misjudgment. But I think if you're saying you're only shooting fifteen or twenty weddings a year, I think that's though for a reason. I'm not necessarily saying that that's an attitude. Like people saying, "Oh, that's all I need." It might be a case where somebody has another job or somebody is part-time or somebody has a partner who works and maybe they only need to shoot this many yeah. and so on and so forth. I'm not maybe necessarily so. saying anyone has ever said to me, oh, I'm exclusive, I only shoot 20 that's kind of what. That's, kind that's of not what how I mean it though. though. Yeah. Well, that's not what I meant when I was saying it to you that time. Sorry. What I meant was that there is people who go, this is my number, this is, a, this is what I need to shoot, or this is as many as I can manage physically. Mm. You know, I just don't like doing more than that. I have my wife or husband works or whatever it might be you know that kind of way mm. so 
it's not a, it's not like a full time thing for like me, like me and Elaine are full time at this. Yeah. So photography, wedding photography is what brings in the bread, you know, like yourself yeah. and so on. So, so we have a number that we want to shoot and so on, and we work together on it. And I guess I I shoot a large number a year because I can manage it mostly, and I shoot with two photographers, so I don't maybe have to work. At the pace that I do when I'm on, on my own. Like, What's you know your what upper mean? limit? What's your, like, I cannot go past that number? Well, I think after last year and, and my limit was, was my, my numbers were down, that this year I've kind of, I guess, felt that maybe 60 is my upper limit. And maybe mm-hmm. that's as much as I ever really want to do anymore. Yeah. Spread, if it's spread nicely throughout the year. Yeah. Because... I don't mind having necessarily having a bit of a busy winter. It's okay by me. And this year I, I had a, a couple in Jan, a couple in Feb. So it brought the numbers up in that I could have singles throughout May, mm. for example. And a couple but of the, singles. But, I even had a weekend off in April. But, but, my, but my point there is you're saying, you know, you have, you have singles in May. That's, that's, by, that's not by design. That's by the way it just, they just came in. Yeah. In in some cases it is, <clears throat> excuse me. In some cases, for example, April I had a weekend off, and I intentionally kept that weekend off. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? Um, and I would only probably do. And why that. did you keep that weekend off? If you had gotten an inquiry for that though, because we were going away that weekend. Oh well, that's different. We though. wanted that weekend away. Eye. Well, I booked it as a, I, we hadn't necessarily gone away at that point or had it and booked, but it was like I'm going to keep a weekend here. Mm. And the and I was just getting to the only reason that I would do something like that is if I could look before and after and go, yeah, the numbers are okay mm. before and after, so it's it's okay income wise, yeah. you know that kind of way. So. And the same applies in June. I have a weekend off in June because we're going away for a week. And that's the first time I've done that ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I know I'm changing the way I'm working for sure. I'm probably reducing less. Probably in, in, in all honesty, hand on heart, probably should be doing a little bit less as well than the 60 number. You know that kind of way? And why do you say that though? Because it's nice to have time off. It's nice to have time to do stuff. And especially mm. when the, your, your kids, if anybody you know, has kids and, and so on, and they're at a particular age where Saturdays are an important day to them. You know mm. what I mean? There might be activities on or whatever. And in this job, you know, you, you give up your Saturdays. Yeah, you do. You give yeah. up all your Saturdays pretty much, you know, or, or the majority of them throughout the year. And there are times when you find that you have kids that they're the days that they want to do activities, you know, yeah. or there's things on around the town or whatever it might be. They always seem to be on Saturdays and we always seem to miss them. You know, yeah. we've missed things on Fridays because that tends to be the school pick that day for like, you know, bake sales, recitals, sports days. Yeah. And we've missed a few of them because of it as well. So you have to kind of look ahead now and go, OK, we're going to need a bit more time off than we used to do because it's it's more important. Mm. You know what I mean? 10 years ago or five years ago when the kids were only babies or when we only had one kid, it was all about, let's just work and yeah. you know, earn a living and make money and blah, blah, blah. Now your priorities change a little bit as well. Yeah, so. of course. So that's why. That's the why, I guess. Very good. You know? So, yeah. Uh, anything else going on? Should we update the, the my zone? Or no. Wait nah, till after? Nah, no. let's not talk about my zone. Okay. It's too boring. 
Let's do it at the end of the month. Okay. Okay. We'll say nothing. For people. Um, I have a small technical update Let, let's have for it. camera users. Oh, yeah? So, I was editing a wedding recently, and I was thinking to myself, really, there was something really weird happening in Lightroom, where when I was flicking from one picture to the next picture... The cam, the picture would look fine for a second, and then it would go, it would go slightly duller. And it was happening every time. And it was really weird. It was really in Lightroom. In Lightroom, it was really weird. It just kept going a bit duller, bit duller each time. So it was like the it's initial big. second, it was reading like a JPEG preview almost, and then the next second, it was showing the raw. Because I find the opposite. I would. This happens to me sometimes where I go to the next one, it's kind of dull, and then the colour comes into it. Mine was doing the opposite way. So it was really annoying me. And then I, obviously subliminally, I had heard that a lot of Fuji users use Capture One rather than Lightroom. And I thought, I'm going to try out this Capture One out of curiosity. So I downloaded um, a trial version. So they offer these 30-day versions of Capture One. And when you go onto the Capture One website, you have like... Capture one for Fujifilm, capture one for Sony, Nikon, la la la. So I thought, right, I'll download the Fuji one because apparently it works really good with X-Trans sensors. Okay. Um, which Lightroom is well known for not working well with. Although I've always just went, that's grand. Yeah. You know, how bad can it be? Well, man, I loaded up the same two files, just did exposure adjustments and exported the two of them and side by side, they were massively different. That's crazy. Hugely different. And I'm not talking about like from a sharpening point of view. Excuse me. From a kind of like, um, just like a flesh tone and the, you know what it almost looked like? You get like um, Fujifile and you put like a, a net, like a, like a, like a kind of like a gauze over mm. the Fujifile. And that's kind of what the skin tones looked like on Fuji. Okay. Um, people talk about this wormy effect, but I've never really seen that, if I'm okay. honest with you. I don't really, I couldn't even know what, if I'm looking at it, is that the wormy effect you're talking about? But maybe that is what maybe they're, that's what they're maybe talking, that's what they're talking yeah. about. But I would call it more like a gauze, okay. like looking through a gauze. On the, on the skin tone. Coming out of, uh, coming out of um, um, Capture One, man. Just so clean. Really? Difference was just massive. So I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to edit this next wedding now in Capture One and try it out. It took me two days to edit it because it's just learning a piece of software all over again. And there was loads of little kind of hurdles I ran into and kind of like, wow, why why does it keep doing this? Because there's so many things you can do. Like, for example, whenever you import your files, you could say, right, I want the files that are imported off this camera to be automatically have this exposure adjustment done to them or this done to them or whatever you can save that as what's called a style cool. so you can apply that style to those files on import nice then you could say right anything shot on this lens i want this style applied to it anything i want there's so much you can do and what was happening was every time i was looking at an x profile that would be the exposure would be here and every time a fuji x100 file the exposure would be somewhere else <clears throat> so i went online and there's a guy who I have to mention because I've been actually following his work for a long time yeah. uh, on, on the sure. web. He's a guy called Thomas Fitzgerald. So actually, I'll just quickly find out. what I'll put it in the show we'll notes. Put it in the anyway. show notes. I'll put it in the show notes. But anyway, he's, he's an Irish, uh, a Dublin-based photographer. Okay. Um, but he's like, um, I suppose he's like a, a, a guru. A Fuji guru, yeah. Well, he's kind of like, I don't know if he, I think he shoots with all sorts of, Various cameras, but I know that he is a Fuji shooter okay. as well, and therefore he does a lot of like um, 
like Lightroom, I used to always use his sharpening tools, so he, he's kind of really into the technical aspects. Okay. So he'd release like sharpening presets for Lightroom and all for free, mm. you know, on his website. And all these various different guys, but he's got a good YouTube channel. And um, I contacted him one night on, um, on Facebook to ask him a few questions, and he came back to me right away and answered all my questions. So yeah, just blog.thomasfitzgeraldphotography.com. Anyway, sound guy. Good YouTube channel, Thanks. really technical, really in-depth, but he's really helped me with the whole Capture One thing. But I must say, man, I Sweet. really like it. Now, it's it's finicky, like learning any piece of software. If you were to be handed a Lightroom and never looked at it before, it'd be oh, like, yeah, what the hell am I looking at? Of course. So Capture One is a little bit like that, but one of the great things is you can move all the panels exactly where you want them. So you can recreate the Lightroom layout if you want. Okay, cool. And they offer things like, it's funny because I spent an hour one day moving all the panels around and then I realized they've actually implemented that as an option. Mm-hmm. You can go up and go migration and just move everything oh, to the Lightroom. So they've, they've built that into the, into the software. So it's really good, but... Um, can you yeah. migrate your presets? Did you say you, you could can, do that? Yes, you can. I found a tool. Um, what's it called here? I found a tool called Preset Converter. Great. Um, it's about 50 quid. And um, you can just point it at your Lightroom catalog or Light, Lightroom presets folder on your nice. in your Mac. It might work for Windows as well, probably does. And um, you just say where you want those presets exported to, and then yeah. you go into Capture One, import them. Brilliant. They're all there, and they work like it, it works. They work the well. same. Yeah. Cool. Personally. So, so you've actually noticed a difference in the physical outputs of Lightroom versus Capture One, and 100%. Capture One is better. Percent. I wonder why then they have. A Fuji one, a Sony one, and then a general because, one. Because, yeah, I don't know. So maybe Sony files are finicky as well. I don't... I, I'm not sometimes sure. see, I do I've know noticed. that Capture One is really aimed at professionals. Like, mm. It really is. No, I'm sure Lightroom is too, but... But sometimes I have noticed something with the colours in the Sony files that I've had to work with. Right, So really? unless... I'm going to give that a try based on your... Uh, just so your look, little... Uh, and now that I have a guru to talk to as well, it'd be great. Well, I don't know about that, but look, here you go. Capture One Express for Sony. Yeah. Capture One Express for Fuji. Yeah. Phase One, uh, buy Capture One, Capture One Pro. So I got Capture One Pro now. Is there a Pro for this, Fuji? There is, yeah. So Capture One Pro, Capture, Capture One Pro, Capture One for Sony, Capture One Fuji. Yeah. So that must be it. Uh, there you go. Yeah, it's Pro Capture One Fuji. Pro Fuji, Capture One Pro Sony. Okay, okay, cool. And how much is it? Support for 70 plus Sony cameras, support for 35 plus uh, Fuji So it's, cameras. it's interesting that they've got like, they don't have a Canon or Nikon one. What is, what is that? No, no, I hear what Which you're saying. Which makes me it's kind of feel like, one for Canon is Nikon. there something about Fuji and Sony? I wonder, yeah. That's why I wanted you to kind of download it. But one of the great things is you can just buy, so you know the way... Lightroom have recently increased the price of their yeah their monthly so it's up yeah. to like 30 quid now or something. but I, it hasn't happened to me yet hasn't that probably no. will though but anyway um, so you can buy Capture One just for, as a piece of software uh, and you can get the VAT taken off at checkout so it came to like 90 quid cool. 98 quid and that's a perpetual license so that's that's it now okay um, so it's currently on half price 50% off you can also oh, yeah it's currently 50% off Cool. So Pretty I don't cool. know. I'm sure the Sony one's probably the same price. I'm going to give that a try tonight and have a little play around with no, it. It is a wee bit 
finicky. Finicky. But even if but you so just, is Lightroom in its own way. Yeah, even know. if you just load up a cat um, you know, point it to a folder of images and just do a couple of exposure adjustments, don't worry about presets or anything. Yeah, yeah. Just do a couple of colour adjustment or like exposure adjustments and, have a look and stuff. At the outputs. And export the file. And do the exact same in Lightroom and just do a side by side. I didn't even have to zoom in, man. It was so it was night and day. It was so clear. Okay, interesting. Just the colours from the colour point of view, I was like, that looks totally different. Cool. Bizarre. Alright. So, so I thought that was kind of interesting. But anyway, I'm still playing around with it and um I'm still trying to get to grips with it. Um but as I say, the last wedding I edited it with it, it was, it was fine, it's perfect. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so hey, that's about the height of things from me. Man. Sorry about all the rant in there. Earlier. No, that was great. Was too much. I coffee. think that was a good, good chat. I think people in the in the business know what it's like, and it's nice to hear different perspectives and stuff like that. And mm. Whether you feel something is valid or not, I think it's interesting to talk about anyway. You know, so good job. Congratulations, David. Thanks, thanks, man. Well, well done. Takes two. Takes two at a time. But thanks for listening, everybody. If you uh, get a chance, maybe subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a little review because it always helps our standings and allows people to find us better and, and that sort of thing. Are you flexing your muscles when you're doing? And you can no, I'm just Paul has got his hands <laughs> on his head and he's doing the whole boink 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 with each bicep. He's just talking to me. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bad habit. <laughs> And now you're doing it. Oh, but I, can't, I don't have any biceps. That's true. So I find That's it weird. True. You're a skinny little wimp. Anyway. Um, Thanks for listening. You can find us at all the usual uh, places. If you look in the show notes, you'll see links to all that kind of crack. And uh, yeah. Until next time. Be safe. And enjoy your drives. And wherever you are in the world, shoot those weddings we should have like a slogan shoot those weddings good that's the last thing we should do that's the last thing drink some coffee yeah don't answer your emails don't answer your emails Uh, don't don't answer emails don't pick up the phone don't pick up the phone don't get back to people yeah target yourself from October to March yeah delete your contact form Okay, this is going to be too late. Bye, everybody. Thanks a lot. Take it easy. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.